Indiana Runner Podcast, Season 4, Episode 25. Taylor and I quickly go through all eight semi-state races and do a quick mock state meet based on INCC stats adjustments heading into next week's state meet. Hit it. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. Do you want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. All right. We did a semi-state preview. The day has come and passed. We're doing a semi-state recap. Uh, it was a crazy day. It's hard to make sense of it. Thankfully, we have INCC stats to let us know. Colin Altavote, Taylor Marshall, Indiana Runner Podcast. We're going to take you through all four semi-states, all eight races. I think I've got enough fingers up. And... We're going to let you know how that projects out for next week. It may yeah. not mean a whole lot because this is Taylor. This is high school athletics and crazy right. things can happen on any one day. Crazy things happen today. Yeah. I was going to say uh, crazy things happen today. We're going to talk about those crazy things happening, but you're right. I mean, anything can happen. Uh, we can only, you know, just kind of take a stab in the dark and then we'll see where that leads us. No doubt. Boy, I think this, let's start with the one that may have been the most chaotic. It couldn't have been the most surprising because we were just prepared for surprising things to happen. And this is semi-state one. We're going to do, uh, we'll do them each by semi-state and we'll do girls first because it's a girl's first year. So the right. New Prairie semi-state, Valparaiso won with 105 points. We thought that would happen. Morgan Township finished second with 129. We thought there was a pretty good chance that could happen. And then yeah. we had no idea what might happen after that. And here's what did happen. Warsaw was third with 144. McConaughey, 172. They're on to the state meet. Lake Central, who we had, is very likely to move on. Does in fifth place, 178. And then Crown Point we thought had a good chance, but they were a contender and they move on 180 points. And then just on the outside, West Lafayette and Couts, both with 199 West Lafayette on the six runner tiebreaker, uh, Ileana Christian, 229, Harrison and West Lafayette, 237, Portage, 250, Chesterton, uh, some availability issues there for the Trojans, 265, Lillian Zalasco of New Prairie, the semi-state champion on her home course, 1803. Cheyenne Stock of Valparaiso, second, 1838. Big Race Rastrelli, we'll keep an eye out for her for the state meet for sure. Joey Rastrelli from Warsaw, 1843. Hannah Moore from Northwestern, fourth, 1847. Those were all of the runners under 19 minutes at the New Prairie semi-state. And then Lila Galisi. Uh, of Laporte, 1902. Those were the top five. What are you thinking there? Uh, you know, you started the podcast talking about a uh, day of surprises, right? How about McConaughey, right? Going through uh, prior to the semi-state, they had a 30.1% chance of advancing. Uh, of advancing. Then, right? Not Lloyd Christmas. Yeah, just squeaking in. I mean, you know, like, I mean, 30s. You got a chance, 30%. If the yeah, Patriots had the 30% chance at the number one pick, I'd be elated. Uh, well, that well, that's a whole other problem. But 30% chance you're at, at advancing. But 
McConaughey places as high as fourth uh, and, and advances and moves on in a very su uh, surprising result, which is exciting for them. So congratulations to McConaughey. We'll get uh, to another team that had about a 30% chance to finish in the yeah, top six was, uh, and finished fourth. Can't wait. Put a pin in that. Wild. Yeah, wild, wild week. So uh, congratulations there. New Prairie uh, also had the results in in a time in which we could talk about it. So shout yeah, out. Yeah, didn't need the carrier pigeons or the horseback or the Pony Express or any of that. We actually saw it uh, at a decent time. There was only one semi-state, as far as I know, that had live results. Shout out. We'll get to that later as well. Uh, from this semi-state, Lillian Zelasco of new prairie the winner she had the seventh best performance uh yeah. per incc stats adjusted ratings we give her a pretty good chance i think to finish in the top 10 next week cheyenne stock of valparaiso 18th best adjusted performance joey rastrelli the 20th best adjusted performance hannah moore the 23rd best so uh four of them in the top 25 uh, based on this INCC stats algorithm that goes and figures it out. I'm sure this week there's going to be talk. There's going to be the people wondering, oh, this isn't fair. How could this race be faster than this race? Look, I don't know. Somebody throws it all into this spreadsheet, this algorithm, pops out what everybody ran based on what they've done all year, and this is right. what it comes up with. So I, I'm i not – we'll get into a point where it's like, well, that seems odd. Uh, and it didn't go my way. You can't be mad at numbers. This this is the way the numbers shake out. Well, you, you can't be mad, but you, you can't change it. Yeah, I mean, you can be mad at, it, you know, whatever you want, but sure. it's irrational. On See. the boys' side here, surprising results. I'm not sure they were necessarily surprising in terms of the teams that moved on, but the winner, Chesterton, 91 points. Valparaiso, the heavy favorite, 127. Now, we did hear that one of Valparaiso's big-time difference makers collapsed and didn't finish. We hope him well, and we hope we will get to see him next week. Obviously, nobody wants to see that uh, in a competition, and it does happen on, on occasion. So uh, our, our well wishes to Valparaiso. Lake Central, my guys, third, 159. West Lafayette. Fourth, 162. Warsaw, fifth, 183. And Laporte grabs the top spot, 187. Yeah. Crown Point close, 10 back, 197. Harrison, 213. And then and then quite a drop off after that. Jimmy Dillaball of Valparaiso, the winner, 1607. Elijah Stenberg for West Lafayette, a big race here for the Devils to help his team advance in his senior year, 1612. Ryan York of Hanover Central, 1612. It was closer than it sounds. Actually, they were both 1612.5. Yeah. But again, it, I've heard it was closer than it looks. Well, evidently. Joseph Lapatra of Griffith, fourth, 1619. Jackson Tuck of Chesterton, 1625 for fifth. Uh, not blazing fast times, I think would be a nice way to put it. Not blazing fast times. I can't say that I'm familiar with their course. Uh, you mentioned the fact it did rate minus six on INCC stats. So it interesting that that, that is part of it. Yeah, that that is interesting to note. Um, you said Valpo's number two did not finish the race. Um, I think Chesterton's number five also wasn't accounted for. West Lafayette's number six 
and then Laporte's projected number four. So there are a couple uh, projected scores missing from this crew. Yes. Uh, so they were all advancing teams. So hopefully they'll be ready to roll next Saturday for them. So four of the six advancing teams had a, a projected score, not in the results. Two of yeah. them were had to have been DNS because two of those six teams only had six finishers. The yeah. other two were yeah. planned not to run, which could mean they're hurt and they're done. It could mean they got sick and they're going to be fine for next week. It could mean uh, planned rest, uh, you know, depends on, on who you are. And if you want to roll the dice there, planned rest. We've done that in the past at Carmel. Yeah. Um, we thought about doing it this week and we didn't. Uh, but yeah, those are, those are all, those are all options. And we'll get into the mock meets, the way the numbers look, all of that. It, you know, later on at the end of the podcast, but things will, things look different today than we might've expected. And things will look different at the state meet than we, than we think. Sure. They always do. No doubt. Yeah. Well, let's move right on the map east in the state and a little bit south based on where it is now. The New Haven semi-state at Indiana Wesleyan University, the Marion course, as most people know it. Fort Wayne Homestead, 79 points. These are the girls results uh, to win their first ever semi-state I saw on Twitter. Penn, the runner-up, a surprise runner-up there, 90 points for Penn. Third, Hamilton Southeastern, 109. Fourth, East Noble, 119. Fifth, Fort Wayne Carroll, 125. Sixth, Fort Wayne Concordia, 142. And then a very close seventh. They were seven back from sixth. They were only 40 back from third in a 20-team field, and that was Northridge at 149. Fort Wayne Northrop also decently close as well, 176 for Northrop. So the six teams that we more or less expected, I said I thought maybe Northridge might beat East Noble. Uh, you said you felt good about East Noble. Uh, the Knights finish fourth there, Northridge not too far back. Yeah. Chalk that up for another one here. Yeah, for that, you, that is yes. Yeah, and, for me, and free snowball. And Northridge, Northridge girls ran really well. They did. Sure, they did. Course. They had they had three way way up there. As I was doing the mock meet, I kept looking down to find a place to tally Northridge's score up because mm -hmm. uh, they had they had three way up there. But those and those are good. Those are those are six good teams, man. There are those six. Are, good teams those are and, six really good teams. And let me tell you this: How about Penn? How about Penn jumping in? We knew that they were pretty solid, but I, I couldn't say going to this meet, Colin, that they were going to beat HSE, for example, and they did, and they, and they beat him pretty well. So, um, you know, HSE, a podium contender that we talked about going into the preview podcast. I think, you know, does, is Penn in that conversation now? Do they have a really great semi-state? I think we have to kind of figure out what that looks like. I don't really know the answer, uh, but that was a surprising result. And a really great job for the uh, Kingsmen up there at Penn. Uh, Concordia was missing their number three, uh, but you know we can maybe plug her back in later on. Uh, but Homestead, HSC, still podium contenders, no doubt. Maybe Penn is in that conversation 
and then uh, everybody else really excited about moving on to the state meet. And I think I said this on the preview one, uh, perhaps I didn't pick the right team, but I do think that there's going to be a team that either gets on the podium that isn't one of those original six we've talked about all year, or yeah. if they don't finish on the podium, they're going to be close enough that we're like, wow, that was who, who saw that coming? They were really close. Um, and, and maybe, maybe Penn is the team. Maybe it's Bloomington South. Maybe, it, you know, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, both are good picks. No doubt. Somebody else. Sure. Individually. Uh, now this, this semi-state did run the fastest on INCC stats adjusted ratings by quite a bit. Uh, and I, for a while I was like, Oh my gosh, the New Haven semi said I didn't see that coming. It doesn't seem that fast of a course. I I've forgotten that it wasn't Marion. Right. It's very Until, like this sentence reminded me. Uh the winner, Nikki Sutherland of Delta, 1705, Addison Canablo of Fort Wayne Homestead, 1719, Addison Lindsay of East Noble, 1811 for third, Mary Eubank of Penn, 1811, and Maggie Powers of Hamilton Southeastern, 18. 23 adjusted ratings Sutherland second this week around the state Canablo fifth Addison Lindsay 14th Mary Eubank 15th and Maggie Powers 24th so some some girls there with a good chance to finish in the top 25. And certainly there's some others from that semi-state uh, with a chance to finish in the top 25 next week. I, you know, it appears that most of the top 25 individuals, certainly at least 13 of them, probably going to come from that Shelbyville uh, semi-state on the boys' yeah. side and, and on the girls' side. But, yep. you know, stranger things have happened. No doubt. So that one, that one seemed a little that that seems kind of straightforward going into it. Here's seven really, really good teams. Six of these teams are going to make it out. That is what happened. The team that we thought was the seventh best team coming in ended up being the seventh best team today uh, in yeah. the score. Yeah. Boys side, straightforward as well. Fishers 79, Northridge 84, Hamilton Whoa, Southeastern so 120. Yes, not only were they five points difference, they were only separated by three seconds in total team time. Ooh. Not three seconds per runner, three seconds total team time. So Fisher 79, Northridge 84, HSC 120, Penn 161, Fort Wayne Concordia 176, and Goshen 196. We thought there was quite a gap down to seventh place. Some of those teams maybe could fight their way out of it if, the top six projected teams tripped up. None of them did. South Bend Adams, 240. Wapahani, 262. Wabash, 273. Carroll, 286. Elkhart, 295. Yeah. Well, like I said uh, on the preview podcast, I thought Northview might give Fishers a run for their money. Now, I will say Fishers was missing their, their projected number five. So that, that may have made a bit of a difference right there. But shout out to Northridge for really giving Fishers a, a huge run uh, in an attempt to win the semi-state. So shout out to them. Uh, but the the six teams that we kind of thought would make it, like you said, made it. You know, no real surprise right there. And, uh, you know, they're ready to roll for, for next week. So at least a couple teams in the consideration there for the top end, the spot, top 10 
probably, possibly one team making on the podium. We'll see. Fishers and Northridge on INCC stats team rating separated by just one point, 262 to 263. We'll get to a mock meet at the end of the podcast that's based only on semi-state results. So nobody added in, nothing like that. Only based on results from today, INCC stats adjustments. Noah Bontrager of Westview, a freshman Taylor, the winner, 1520. A sophomore from Mishawaka, Liam Bauschke, second, 1526. A junior, Taylor, from wow. Wapahani, Nick Cook, third in 1535. And a freshman from Northridge, fourth, 1548. And then we finally got a senior in there. Uh, the freshman from Northridge, Baylor Miller was his name. The uh, first senior, fifth place overall from Leo, 1551. And that is Luke Chappelle. We call him the show. I love that nickname. Look, how surprising is that? I mean, on, on the special on the boys' side, we don't see that. Well, even on the girls, to be fair. We don't see it much I mean, on the girls. We you don't know, see it. Do you know my thing about this? Well, I know, I know. And okay. I and I I agree with you on that point. But I, I think it's if it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen more likely on the girls' side, which Correct. you also it's, agree it's to statistically me. more likely on the girls' side than the boys. Correct. But I mean, how surprising is this, right? We see a freshman, a sophomore, a junior, another freshman, a couple of seniors, and then another sophomore. I mean, it is a very young crew up at New Haven on the boys side. Now things will look a little bit different next year. I mean, let's not get too crazy about, you know, there are no four round tournaments anymore. We're moving on. But, uh, you know, the, the youth in, in a lot of these semi states are, you know, proved to be very uh, impressive today, no doubt. And this uh, New Haven boys is no exception. So Bontrager, 1520 on, on a, a fast, yeah, a fast yeah. Marion course, but it's still 1520. Yeah. He has the fifth best performance today behind the top four finishers from the Shelbyville semi-state. He's also a winner. We talk about him a lot, right? We talk about him a lot because he just shows up and he competes hard and he wins, and that's fun. I mean, that's yeah. it's nice to run a fast time, but it's more exciting to win and compete yes. against those boys or girls who are around you. So uh, that's what it's really about. I mean, the time will take care of itself. You just compete against the boys or girls around you, and he's, you know, he's led himself to fast times by just fighting and and competing and and beating people. I mean, that's just fun. Absolutely. Bauschke, so Bontrager, the fifth best performance. Bauschke, the ninth best, the ninth best performance this week. And anybody else in the top 25? Nope. That would that would take care of it. Yeah. So two in the top 25 from this uh semi-state. Let's move on to the central Indiana semi-state. I'm not sure we're gonna need a break because I think maybe I think okay. our employer might have ponied up and we're not limited to 40 minutes. Oh, big changes coming about. Well, I got those school board elections coming up. All right. The Shelbyville semi-state on the girls' side. It it wasn't surprising, surprising. It the teams that we talked about with the chance to advance did. I think maybe the margins were a little surprising. I think when we get to these mock meets, we're going to be like, 
whoa, didn't see that one coming. Yeah, right. So let's go through the results and then we can talk about what surprised us or didn't surprise us. It was not, at least in central and southern Indiana, you know, it, it wasn't horrific. It wasn't like the year you had to have been coaching 2016. Remember, it was 85 when they shot the gun off of the state meet for the boys. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. It, it wasn't like that, but it was by the boys race here. It was upper 60s um, yeah. on this course. Noblesville girls win 68 points. North Central girls kept it relatively close. 82. Carmel, shout out. Third, 107. And Taylor, we're out here. We're Man, on these streets. We're yeah. keeping our coach's apartment. You better be. You better Garen, be out there right after this podcast. Going, going to town, brother. Garen, 192 points for fourth. Yeah. We're on these streets in Vigo County next week. How about that? I'm incredible. Absolutely incredible. Congratulations. Zionsville, fifth, 205. East Central, sixth. 220. Those are your six advancing teams from yeah. the Indianapolis area semi-state. Noblesville, North Central, Carmel, Garrett, Zionsville, East Central. Franklin Central, relatively close in seventh, 245. Avon close, 249. Chittard got a 1-5 finish, scored 277 points. Brownsburg, 279. Indian Creek, 286. Franklin 288. Yeah. But those those were the six. I was thrilled. How about that? Okay. Um, let's start at the top. Noblesville with the win. Nobody's surprised by that. Uh nope. their number six, according to INCC stats, sat. Uh, I didn't ask Aaron Becker specifically, but I have a good feeling that she will race next saturday so there's a little bit something there and you know you say well there's a six that that's their six taylor they're not you know whatever she could be their two she could be their one i mean if you pay attention to noblesville that that is a cluster that is a big group that uh, runs together so anybody can be anywhere so anyway that's it's not insignificant so um she's gonna be thrown in um, a big shocker, North Central, very, very close to Noblesville. In fact, early in the meet, they were beating them. You mentioned um, how excited you were, and I will second that, of having live results at the, at our meet, right, at the Shelbyville Semi-State. Yep. And uh, early on, not only at the K marker, Noble, uh, North Central was winning the meet by a couple wow, of points yeah. over Noblesville. And then they were very close at the second K and then, you know, Noblesville starts to pull away a little bit, but overall a, a very tight finish there. So uh, North Central put a little bit of pressure on Noblesville early on. So we'll see. That was a shocker. No doubt. Uh, I, I kind of thought it would be either Garen or East Central advancing. However, both made it. I think I picked East Central to be the team to go. I'm so sorry, Colin. Uh, I know, I know you're big Garen goon here, but I uh, just for whatever reason thought East Central might make it. They did make it. Oh, they did, but both also made it. Uh, so very surprising, awesome job uh, to the both of uh, those teams. Um, you know, uh, Bridget Gallagher with a great 
uh, low stick for for Garen, and their number two also ran well. And she ran better. Times. She ran better than she ran last week, and that was the key. And that's all you have to do, right? A little bit better. So, um, yeah, I mean, the teams that we kind of kind of thought were going to go, but overall, you know, really big surprise. That was, that was great, fantastic, and and like you said, how about some live results? How about a little bit of know how beforehand? We really appreciate. So, it. let's let's talk about that because I think that. Shelbyville, it's really alpha timing, right? So these four semi-states are done by four different timing groups. Yes. And Shelbyville or, or alpha timing in the past had always said at these coaches meetings and stuff, we're not going to tell you the results ahead of time. And they, they had said, which, which much to my chagrin, which really grinded my gears. Me too. Right had there. said in the past, that's part of the fun. No, it isn't. It and isn't. we had always said that's not part of the fun. This is we do not need to add up popsicle sticks at the end of the meet. There mm -hmm. are ways, and they're doing this at different levels. And alpha timing for this meet. Um, and I don't know if it's that they've never gotten clearance from the IHSAA, they've never gotten clearance from the host school, or they just didn't want to do it. I, I don't know why they switched, but I am ecstatic that they did because they switched to a live results. And I like, you know, you and I coach teams that we had, we knew our teams had a very, very good chance to advance today. And right. of course we want to know what the team score is, but we're not super into it the way that we might be into it at say next week's meet or certain invitationals where we're matching up against schools or whatever. Um, but one, I was very into the team score because my friend and my former assistant coach is a coach of a team that was on the bubble to see if they could make it or not. And I can tell you with absolute certainty, there was no joy lost among those girls on the team. There was nothing lost among the parents or the supporters or the coaches that they had to wait an hour and a half for the results and alpha timing switching to this live results format made that possible. And yeah. also I would probably guess, I don't know this for certain. I didn't talk to either of these coaches that at Franklin central or at Avon or at Chittard, it actually might've been a little better. It right. might've been a little easier exactly. that we can talk. And now we know that, that, Hey, these have all come in. There's nobody missing. There's nothing wrong with the results here that, and we've got a 10 minute warning here. So I guess still on the 40 minutes that like for sportsmanship reasons and things like that that hey now also we we know the results of this race and so um let's go to the awards let's be good sports let's let's uh support our girls that did make it on but our our team did not make it on and so if yeah. you want some time to be disappointed now is the time and so it's not a public spectacle because well, i talked to a coach that yeah was involved with the Zionsville girls last year who made it this year, but didn't make it last year. And last year they were pretty surprised as to not make it. And it was a spectacle. And I don't, I don't think that's good that's for high school sports. Yeah. I, you and to I the, are to the point that it's avoidable. Now it, a last second shot goes in, in a basketball game, the, them's the breaks, right? Yeah. But, but hang on in a basketball game, you know, the score the entire way. Correct. correct. There are no secrets. There are no surprises, right? You know that shot 
determines the outcome of the game, right? Uh, that that has been my biggest thing is that it's not about the team that is super pumped and excited that they're making it on. Yeah, that is fun and that's great and they should celebrate that. Those boys and girls have earned it. It is about the team that fell short of their goal yes. and having time to process that and the coach an opportunity to talk to them, right? As an adult mentor figure in their life, to say, hey, I know we really thought we could do X, right? But why is our outcome? And we need to find a way to be like, the, those are the things. And in any other team, any other team sport, you know, and then you said, well, I just say, because there's this an individual sport, whatever. I don't care. I'm not a big fan of that. I just they, up, they, update, they updated at the golf state meet. Yeah. Carmel won the boys golf tournament. I don't know. It's been four or five, six years since this one. And they knew going into it that this kid had to sink his putt to win the, to win the whole thing. And that was, that was live as it happened. Right. And we so, update, we update the scores at the state meet. At the state track meet. The state too. track meet. Yes. Right. We update it's the scores at the state track scoreboard. meet. I right. mean that, that, uh, so yes, I will echo your sentiment that I'm, I'm very excited that they did that. I hope that others will continue to follow and that Alpha Timing or Shelbyville or whomever, uh, even though there'll be a, a shift coming up this, uh, this next school year, uh, that they will continue to do this because I think it is best for the sport. It doesn't take away from those who are moving on and it gives an opportunity for, for kids and for coaches and for parents to process what has happened and to be a positive, uh, you know, uh, force and in, in high school, a, cal a calming yeah. influence to say, Hey, you worked really hard all year and 15 points one way or the other doesn't define all of that. And I know you're going to be disappointed. And I, I know you might, you know, I know you might sit in the back of the bus and cry on the way home. And I understand that. Yeah. Yeah. But yes. Uh, Let's take a break and then we'll go over uh, Shelbyville boys, Brown County boys and girls, and then um, and then we'll get to the mock the mock meets. Are you dealing with a running injury or in need of some treatment? Contact Jacob at Tempo Sports Rehab, conveniently located off of the Monon in the city center of Carmel, Indiana. Find out more information at temposportsrehab.com. And we're back. Okay, we did the uh, five of the eight races. We're, uh, we were halfway through. Here we are on the Shelbyville boys. And this had three teams tightly bunched up top. I don't think this is... Uh, and again, one of these is my team, so it's uh, weird to talk about, but what are we not going to talk about one of the semi-states? Um, a, a really close race up front. Carmel, shout out, 67 points to win, 1536 team average. Zionsville second, 1549 team average, 74 points, so seven points back. And we'll get into the mock meet here, which is very, very interesting. Uh, Center Grove boys, 83, 1550 team average. Noblesville boys, 
129, 16.05 team average per buff, 16.11 team average, 163. And the final advancing team, Franklin Central, 201 points and a 16.28 team average. Those were the six teams all year, including the preseason, including right. INCC stats. So right. we're not surprised at all by those six teams, right? We're not surprised by the teams, but we are surprised by the margin uh, that separated the teams, right? I did not think, I mean, Carmel, I, I thought would win coming in, right? And they did. I was hoping but, so. Yeah, I as well. Uh, but, you know, 67 to 74 over Zionsville, very, very close. Center Grove, 83 points. So, again, uh, you know, you know, what's that? Uh, 16 points back right there. Uh, I mean, that is incredibly tight here at the semi-state. So I did not necessarily predict that. But those are the teams that I thought would advance. But I was mostly surprised how close it was. And all those teams ran their best kids. Now, semi-state, not the same as the state meet, right? We're throwing on a couple more teams that would be up there. Well, we'll get to that, but surprisingly, though, those numbers shifted. Yeah, but, you know, again, this is a one snapshot in an entire year, which anybody at any time that you listen to us should understand that. So, sure. uh, okay. listen, I'm just going to present to you the math. Can't be mad at math. You know, people oh. say, well, he shouldn't say that because that's his. Well, can't be mad at math. These are the numbers. Yeah, let's hear it. Individually. Well, we get to it after the all the semi-states. The winner in a new course record and meet record time, Cole Matisson from Carmel. Shout out. 15, 14. Sorry, Cole. 14.56. Closing Cameron Todd lived up to his name here. Uh, the junior from Burbuff, 15.05 for second. Tony Provenzano, you want to say it? Provenzano. 15.07 for third. Those three had a pretty wide gap here on the rest of the field. Ty Garrett from Center Grove, 15.28. Tristan Trevino of Mount Vernon in Fortville. There are two Mount Vernon high schools in Indiana. This is the one in Fortville. That he goes to, he was fifth, and he ran 15.30. Uh, so of those top five, uh, the top four were the top four performances this week. And then Trevino's performance was seventh. And then, I mean, if we just want to run through all the other top 25 performances from this semi-state, Parker Membella from center, or sorry, Asher Probst of Noblesville, Eighth best overall performance, Parker Mambella from Center Grove, the 11th best performance, Nasty Nate Killeen of North Central, the 12th best performance, Caden Click, also of Noblesville, 13th, Mateo Rocio of Burbuff had the 14th best performance, Matthew Helton of Zionsville had the 15th best performance, Emerson Naring of Plainfield had the 17th best, Ethan Hines of Guerin, because uh, we're out here, Taylor, we're on these streets had the 19th best performance. Ryan Handy of Zionsville had the 20th best performance, charging Charlie Ledke of Carmel, 21st best performance. 22nd best performance was Evan Mayo of Zionsville. The 24th best performance was Sam Clore of 
Avon, I didn't realize how many of those boys that would be. As I was about halfway through it, I kind of wished I wouldn't have committed to doing all yeah. 25. But oh, there we are. Be, so Sam Clore, 17th, yeah. had the 24th best performance in the state this week. Part of that has to be is the, how the math shakes out, right? And it's not on a particularly fast course, and it wasn't a particularly nice day. Although, the, you know, the, the conditions were relatively the same around the state. But part of it has to be all of these kids are getting on the same course on the same day, the competition factor, which is the same reason why teams ran better and had better performances at the Noblesville Regional than some of the other teams because so many good teams and good individuals on, on the same day. Yeah, it helps when you have competition around you pushing you and you're also on a good course on a you know fairly decent day like you said the weather wasn't perfect but it wasn't you know i mean again we we you and i have been out there on worse days so i'm, I'm not going to complain too much uh but you know that that was great but again all of those teams that were uh talked about that advance all six of them they ran all of their projected scores uh, surprisingly close between Carmel, Zionsville, and Center Grove. We'll see what happens down the line. I, I'm not sure it's going to be that close, but it happened to be this week. So as Colin said, you can't be mad at math, or maybe you can be, but you can't change it. So whatever. Uh, yeah, you take that. Uh, but again, we're looking at multiple podium teams uh shifting around maybe and, all maybe all five i uh i think maybe center grove or maybe maybe but probably maybe but probably not but maybe yeah yeah maybe, maybe but probably yeah. not yeah yeah but I, I i columbus north you know we'll get to them here in a moment but i i think that they're probable they've got the inside track but yeah. It but, wouldn't but maybe, be maybe. it yeah, wouldn't yeah. be outlandish to say that Burbuff could finish fifth next week. No, 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 it isn't. And we talked about that in the preview podcast, right? Like that was the team that you were really excited about, and you thought, like, hey, like they, they could get it done. And I don't, I don't disagree necessarily. I just think that, like, you know, Columbus North is a team that we should probably. You know, I think too. I, I think I've I've said this a lot in the past, and maybe not necessarily on the pod, but just like in general, maybe to kids on my team. Like, yeah. I think maybe, but probably not is a super valuable phrase. Like, you know, a freshman kid might say, Hey, do you, do you, do you think I could break the school record as a senior? Maybe, but probably not. The odds are against it, but I'm not going to tell you no. Yeah. Maybe, but, yeah. but probably not. These things okay. could all happen and crazy things happen today and crazy things will happen next week. Yeah. Could, could this happen? I think could this happen? Yeah, the answer is almost always yes. Will this happen? The answer is almost always maybe, but probably not. Yeah, I think you and I are centered in somewhere around realism. I try to, you know, if you look at a spectrum of optimism on on one end to pessimism on the other, and 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 realism in the middle. I think I am somewhere between realism and pessimism, and I think you're probably very close to. I think let's say let's say optimism is the right and and negative or pessimism is the left and realism is the middle are you saying you're a little left of center I'm saying somewhere between being a a realist and a pessimist 
I think I'm I, I yeah. think I'm I'm relatively right of center. So you're somewhere between uh, being a realist and a, a an optimist. optimist. Yeah, I remember I was Rick Weinheimer's assistant coach for three years. So right, and 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 that just you know that's when a kid come like again a kid comes to you and he's like, well, maybe, but probably not, right? Right. I mean, well, and there's also there's there's what the coaches talk about and what the coaches worry about. And some of it's just worry and just trying to get things out and talk things through. And then there's w- what you say to the kids and the parents and things like that, that some of the stuff that coaches worry about or say to each other aren't necessarily official things or th- they just, we kind of want to vent, right? We kind of want to get, this is what I'm worried about, whether it happens, whether it happens or not. Sure. Um, yeah. Is, is this, I hope we don't need a third overtime link here Um, or a third overall, like a second overtime link. Duarte for three. Nope. Um, Watching the game here in the, Oh, Matherin's got the rebound, puts it up. Nope. Also no. Okay. Anyways, is this the strongest year in the history of boys teams? Ah, man. We thought last year was, and then we kind of thought, well, last year's over and we're moving on. It's still going to be a strong year. Here's why I say that. It is like, once or none in a year when a team gets a sub 100 rating or maybe there's like a really star team that gets a bunch in one year but there's almost never two teams that get a sub one a double digit team rating on incc stats and now center grove i think had a 99 today so that could adjust and it could be over 100 but as of right now we have had four four separate schools yeah with with double digit ratings right right well i think you know uh going into the season right if if we were just like hey like you know you and i are doing the preview podcast for the whole season there were two teams were like yeah of course we could see that right now carmel and center grove right Zionsville has been, I don't want to say a huge surprise, but somewhat of a, like, you know, we didn't, we weren't really thinking all their about guys, All their guys have gotten way better than would have been projected. Way better. And shout out to Gabe Porras for that. I gave him a little uh, handshake on the way out today. So uh, yeah, they, they looked really good. Um, and then also, you know, I, I that Noblesville, uh, coming in and having a great performance at Nike Twilight and still staying solid. We can't ultimately outrule uh, Noblesville at this point. So, you know, they could very well be in the mix and had a great team. Uh, and there still does. I mean, like, you know, I'm saying earlier in the year, they, they were running really well. Um, it, it could be the deepest team. It's really hard to say. Uh, we could, we, we could kind of determine that after, uh, next Saturday, but, um, it, yeah, I, I don't know. I haven't, I guess I, I, I'm, to be honest, I haven't given a lot of thought going in because it seemed like we were talking about different, you know, tiers. And then all of a sudden Zionsville really popped off and Cinder Grove looked a lot better than they have throughout the year and thought, okay, well, you know, maybe a few of these teams will kind of make a run at it or make it uh, close. So, so we'll team, team ratings today. Yeah. 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 Carmel 76. Shout out. Yeah. Zionsville 80 center Grove 99. Right. 
if those three teams run those ratings next week, this is undoubtedly the deepest, the best year yeah. in in the history, the best, the deepest year, the best year for teams in the history of Indiana. In fact, let me count this up here. How many schools, how many, how many teams rather schools is not the right word. Cause there's, you know, like multiple Carmel teams in here. How many teams do you think have had a double digit rating at the state meet in state meet history? Um, how many unique teams? So we're not talking about, you know, no at state meet five. only. So you only get one shot. Yeah. Yeah. But we're not talking about four or five Carmel teams. We're talking about. No, no, no. How many? Yeah. Unique, unique teams. So Carmel, Carmel's got a, a few on here already. Okay. So, so those do count. All right. Then I would, uh, seven, eight. Why did you say the second one? Seven. Seven. You nailed it. Seven teams have run a team rating under a hundred at the state meet. Okay. And then of course these three teams would need to do it again next week. Right. Right. But right. if they were to do that, it would go from seven to 10 in, in one year. Incredible. Yeah. Well, and maybe they're, you know, I mean, you know, what's that saying? Iron sharpens iron, right? I mean, could, could we say that maybe um, some teams are better because they have better competition around them and they pushed and they, you know, Cer certainly for today. Occasion. So if you're, you know, the, the, the fifth, the fourth, Top four teams today in INCC stats ratings yeah. came from the Shelbyville semi-state. Right. If you're Columbus North, you're probably thinking, well, you know, each of our individuals was pushed because they were in the race, but there wasn't that external motivating factor of the team score because these boys could kind of figure out we were winning the team race. Um, and there wasn't necessarily the urgency maybe during the race. Uh, I'm not entirely sure that I buy that, but uh, that Columbus North might run better in with better competition next week as it's not as spread out as say certainly their regional or their semi-state was. Um, so that that's an advantage. Carmel Zionsville, Center Grove, Noblesville, even Burbuff have that some of the other schools didn't have because the competition isn't concentrated in, in one area. Is that fair? Yeah, that's fair. All right, let's get to our last semi-state here. It was at Brown County. It is a girls' first year. And predictably enough, our girls' winner was Columbus North with 58 points. Bloomington South, 110. Floyd Central, 140. Northview 143, Princeton 168, and then here we go. I said, I hope they make it. I think they're a year away. I was right on one thing. I did hope they made it. I was wrong on one thing. They're not a year away. Here we, here they are. Cord and Central, 171 points, and they make the state meet in sixth. Edgewood, 14 points back, 185. Uh, South Knox scored 210. They were, they were reasonably close. But Corridan makes it out of the Brown County girls semi-state. They those I'm just wow. gonna say it. Those girls, those are my dudes. Right, your little dudes, man. That's that's your kind of thing on the podcast. My little dudes get excited. Yeah, well, I mean that's a reference to the Carmel guys, but I'm well, yeah, I know. But uh, shout out to Corden, right? I mean, you called it. So fantastic job for those girls. 
Um, yeah, I, you know, it was uh, five of the six teams that I thought would make it. Um, the big surprise, uh, I would say, I mean, you know, no surprise that Columbus North won and, and won considerably, but um, we didn't really talk about this in the previous semi-state, but um, Noblesville, their rating on the weekend, 143, Columbus North, 158. Those are the two teams on the girls' side that we think are competing for the state championship. Colin, did we learn anything from the semi-state to to kind of give us an edge or make us think we know who will win on Saturday? Yeah, a little bit. I I have all season thought Columbus North had the edge. Sure. And I think I'm a little surprised today. Things can change. Um, you know, Columbus North won last year. They did. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, I I'm a little surprised as we get into the mock state meet, which we'll talk about in the next five or so minutes. I'm a little surprised how far back Columbus North girls were at four and five. Yeah. And I, I, we've always known that Noblesville had the edge depth-wise. And Columbus North has, has the edge, you know, at one and two. But Noblesville had one of their, had their number one girl not run as well this week, and they are winning this mock meet. And Columbus North is way farther back than I would have thought. Way farther back. So, you know, could we'll we'll get to that when we talk about the state meet. But after this week, for the first time, I'm really starting to entertain the idea that Noblesville really does have a good chance and could win. I I I, I think you that. got there earlier than I did. Yeah, I I think that Noblesville will win. And and we can talk about that some more later on, but I I think that given, um, I I was I've been of that opinion since uh possibly the uh Rick Weinheimer invite that was cut short and seeing some of the, you know mid race results Rick, as Rick Weinheimer cl- Rick Weinheimer classic sir, come on I apologize show, show some Rick, respect yeah well, do you know Rick who you're on this Weinheimer. podcast with come on. Yeah, Rick Weinheimer classic and seeing some of those results. Uh, but also, you know, kind of the Nike Twilight situation and then and then beyond. So it seems as if that, but um, you know, I, I will say though, uh, and it's gonna hurt me to 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 spill this out here. Um, if you just want to look at performances uh on at the semi-state. Whoa, 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 whoa. Is this is this like the mock meet? No, I'm just saying the team that I coached, uh, the my team, right, Carmel Girls. Sure. Uh, okay, so you're talking about last year. Last year. Right? Oh, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. We, uh, if you just want to base it simply off the semi-state results, we were far and away from Columbus North. And well, we, yes, but remember last year, Columbus North's number one runner didn't run at the semi-state, and then they threw her back in for the state meet. And then threw her back in, right? They don't. He, they don't have that this year. 
they don't have right. They had this she's gonna run. She did race. She ran today and she was second and she was uh you you may go through it real quick. INCC stats. Uh okay, so Keesler from Columbus North was third best performance today. Uh, Baker, ninth best performance today. Heidi Mead, eleventh, Caitlin Stewart, twelfth. Uh, Lily Myers from Bloomington South, seventeenth. That's all. That's that's all in the top twenty-five. But actually, that's a pretty competitive meet up front from what the sure. Brown County semi-state typically has. Yeah, and the point is that, like, you know, even though you think you know what's happening going in this, you know, post-semi-state, you don't you don't really know, right? I mean, like. You know, we, we were really close, and then, you know, Columbus North rightfully performed better on that day, and therefore they beat us, right? So, um, you know, while we think that Noblesville has the edge right now, or I, I personally, I'm not going to speak for you, Colin, maybe you'll speak up and say yes or no, but I think Noblesville has the edge. We can't completely discount columbus north because they are a very talented team with two very low sticks who could very possibly uh help their team uh to a narrow win over noblesville that that could happen so um anyway i think that that's a possibility out there here here's the key for columbus north their third runner today and has been their third runner a lot right 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 right. is brandon newell yeah, Brianna Newell had the 32nd best performance among the entire state. If she but, does that, that's going to be really hard. Really, so, really hard for anybody. Well, I, I don't think that's the key. I think the key is Columbus North has fourth and fifth runners who have shown an ability to be able to race and finish around Brianna Newell's level. Well, if that's they the do that yeah. at the state meet, they're going to win. Well, yeah, because their top two are so good. If they right, can right. find two other runners to stay within, you know, I, I don't know that it's realistic to say that they're going to finish right with her. But if they stay within, let's say, five to six seconds of her, then Columbus North is going to win. And if they don't, Noblesville is so solid and so deep that Noblesville is probably going to win. And that's that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Because my, the top, point, the top, the top two are going to finish in the top ten. Yeah, yeah. My, my point was, yes, you're right. She she is uh, running really well right now. But and and you can say, well, they're up there. But I, if if they if she can do that, and and the others bounce back and kind of run as expected, then you know that's gonna be really tough to tackle. I think it's I think it's fifty fifty. You think it's 50-50? I think it's 50-50. Yeah. It sounds like you think it's it's a little more skewed towards Noblesville. I, I do. Some of this might be a little bit of bias of having seen Noblesville race more than Columbus North. I think we've only seen them really one time, maybe twice. Well, and, and part of it, too, is, I mean, you're friends with the Noblesville coach. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm not friends with the Columbus North coach. Necessarily. I mean, we're acquaintances. We're friendly. Yeah, and I'm friendly yeah. with the Noblesville coach. But I was I I was mentored by the Columbus North assistant coach, right? So that that does the human element to this. That especially yeah. as we talk, we try not to talk about our own teams all that much. Um, right. To the point, to the amount that we can um, ignore it. But 
like that does factor into our analysis of this, which is the same thing, which I, I'm not going to sit around talking about the team, but you talk about, you might talk about and say that I, I project this happening on the boys side, but also like my very good friend is the boys coach at Carmel who invites me on his podcast twice a week. Yes. That makes sense. So that's part of what we're, yeah, exactly. That's There's a human talking. element to this and we're all kind of connected. It's a very small tight knit community. Yeah, but and and, the, and that's very fair, and I think that's tr- a lot of truth to that. But I think that you know, if you want to go back and look at uh, Nike Twilight results or uh, adjusted performances on INCG stats, or um, you know what may have played out, I mean, we we did get to see about half of the race, which you know you can say, well, that's only half of the second half aerobic. Who knows? Uh, of the uh, Rick Weinheimer classic, as you called it. Yeah, I corrected myself there. Um, that, you know, I, who knows, right? But I, I, this is fun to, to debate and go back and forth because on the girls' side, that that is one of the big question marks, right? There's not one team that we could say is like clear in a way the favorite. And then we have to debate who's second or who's third or whatever, right? I mean, like there there is some uh variance between the two uh and 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 we'll have an opportunity to see them go at it uh next saturday so it is very very close let's let's get into the boys and then we can quickly go through our mock meets and then we'll do also preview uh podcast leading leading up to it and uh if you get texts from me pay attention to your phone i'll see if you want to come on uh for these state preview podcasts so Boys, six advancing teams. This was the most exciting of the semi-states for the six advancing teams. The or winner, Brown, runaway. Brown County semi-state? Brown County semi-state, yes. Did I say what I say? You didn't, so go ahead. Oh, I Brown didn't say that. Okay. Uh, Columbus North won 55 points. Floyd Central second, 117. Will Conway did run for the Highlanders. Wow. Yes. Third, Bloomington South, 127 Fourth, Bloomington North, 131. So two, three, and four, very close there. And then five, six, and seven, very close as well. Jasper advances, 208 for the Wildcats. Evansville writes, 223. New Albany, 223. It went, Taylor, to the sixth runner, tiebreaker. Their six runners were pretty deep here in the results, but they were only separated by 10 seconds. Evansville writes has the better sixth runner. He runs 1849 Wrights advances and new Albany, despite a one seven finish from the Lord twins. They are out. Wow. Well, we didn't necessarily project that. At least I didn't. Uh, you may have, but that, that would be hard to project. That wasn't part of mine. But uh, huge shout out! That was incredible. How about Will uh, Will Conway? Who uh, on the message board there was uh, talk um, from a couple fairly reliable sources that he wasn't going to race, but well, he did I, race at, at a high level. To, so to I'd seen there. I'd seen screenshots. I'm not on Strava, but I'd seen screenshots of his Strava that said, "I'm I'm done for the season." Yeah. Now, 
things change in the life of a 17 year old. Sure. And maybe they had found out that it wasn't quite as serious. And he came back and shout out, you know, shout out to him. I mean, his come back and help his team out. Yeah. His rating was a 1636 for his team. So that's not like, it's not like he was just out there. I mean, that's, that's pretty good. I mean, yeah, it's not bad. Doing what he could for his team. And we'll, you know, we'll see, we don't know anything about his medicals or any of that, but we'll see what he can do next week. Let's get through the top five and we'll go through the mock meet pretty quickly here. Uh, The winner, the good Lord, Aiden from new Albany, 1521. Ryan Ream of Bloomington South, 1527. Will Russell of Columbus North, 1536. Clayton Guthrie of Columbus North, 1541. He did not run the regional, but he did run today. And Jaron Weinel of Jasper, there you go, I said it, 1541. Uh, If we can go through and find here uh, where those are, where those stack up in the top 25. Aiden Lord was sixth. Across the state, based on INCC stats, adjusted ratings, Ryan Ream was 10th, Will Russell was 18th, and Clayton Guthrie Clayton Guthrie was 23rd, and Jaron Weinel was 25th. You want to go through these mock meets? Let's do it. I just want to say real quick, before we do the mock meets, there are 48 uh, teams that will advance the state meet, boys and girls all together combined, right? Sure. Colin, how many did I get correct? 44. Well, that's not fair when you guess it. But yes, I got 44. Why would you ask me to guess when you told me an hour ago? I don't know. It was kind of like one of those things. I was hoping you would just be like, oh, I don't know, Taylor. How many did you get? I got 44 out of 48. The old that's Mitch not- Hedberg. If you're gonna if you're gonna quiz me, you need to insert a pause. Uh 44 out of 48. So I feel pretty good about myself. All right, you ready? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Hit it. Girls mock me. This was not what we expected. No. This was not what we expected. And I, I yeah. fathom that it will not be what we expect at the state meet across all levels. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah, go ahead. Talk to us. Right Girls now. mock state meet. Noblesville, 116. Okay. North Central, 129. Wow. That was not what we expected. Columbus North, 155. Carmel, shout out, 163. Fort Wayne Homestead, 212. Those are the top five. Halliburton just hit a huge three. Yeah. And then the next five, Penn, 265. Bloomington South, 275. Garen, because we're out here, we're on these streets, the streets of Hamilton County. Bogdanovich just hit another three. Hamilton South, uh, Garen 302, Hamilton Southeastern 304, Zionsville 330. What do you make of that? Seven minutes to go. Oh, man. Well, uh, a lot of surprise. I think that, you know, on the boys and girls side, both, and this is going to be weird coming from me because I coach one of these teams. Right. Um, I, as, I, as I kind of sifted through the results on the boys and girls side, I, I don't know if we can really take away a lot from just this one meet, right? I felt like we could take away more from the regional, but uh, the, the semi-state, I was like, well, but what about this or what about that? Or why didn't he or she, I I, I don't know. Uh, so Noblesville uh, at the top of this ranking or, or projected uh, outcome, um, 
I, you know, yeah, I, I think they very well could win. In fact, I, I might tell you later this week that I think they will, because uh, they look that good. Uh, North Central had a phenomenal day. They couple girls were on their best uh, performance ever for their team. So they, they are in uh, position and they look really, really good right now. But I, I Columbus North, I think is still better. Uh, just from top to bottom, and they have and a big, big meet like the state meet. They've got two low sticks who will score just a couple points apiece, and I think that's really going to hurt North Central. Uh, and then I think that maybe HSC, uh, possibly Concordia are right there in the conversation uh, who are just on the outside looking in. So, yeah, that's kind of my thoughts. Uh, you know, We'll get to that some more maybe for the preview podcast if you have me on. So – yeah, I'll probably you probably want to do the boys, and then I'll have somebody else for the girls. You don't want to talk about the girls. Um, front running, the security of front running at the state meet is great. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Good for Columbus North. Girls that run together, or boys that run together, but we're talking about the girls. That's also good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, score one for Noblesville, and score one for another team. Potentially yeah. for next week. All right. The boys. We did not see this one coming. You ready? Here we go. Zionsville 74, which is odd to me because Zionsville scored 70 points, 74 points today at the semi-state. So these top three teams are scoring well, about the same amount of points that they did at the semi-state. Because we kind of figure that the best teams at that one semi-state are the best teams in the state. Correct. So Zionsville 74, Carmel shout out 75. That's a that's a very close score. I don't have anything else to say about that, but I bet Dwayne Wade does. Real ones, no, don't worry about it. By real ones, I mean Andy Callen, who's laughing right now as he listens to this. Zionsville 74, Carmel 75, Center Grove 98, Columbus North 165, Noblesville 167. Then a gap for Buff 235, Fishers 256, Northridge 268, Franklin Central 268. HSE 333. What do you think? Well, um, shocking. Uh, Carmel, I, in, in my mind, you won't say this. That's fine. You have to. You're, you're the coach. Uh, but I, I, I'm rooting for them. Um, Thanks. You know, Carmel has <laughs> uh, Car- Carmel has been far and away the best team. Uh, but Zionsville has, has very well showed themselves to be maybe the second best because they had a really good performance at Brown County, for example. And they were right there. And you could think, okay, well, maybe this is Zionsville's year. Uh, but I, I I think that one point differential, I don't I don't see that playing out the state meet. I think that's a wider gap, and I don't think it's Zionsville who will win. But Center Grove, we talked a lot about Center Grove. Center Grove's been up and down this year. We thought this summer Center Grove would really be uh maybe the class of the field and Carmel would push them and then Carmel got some move in that people got all excited about on Indiana Runner. And then um uh, after that, uh, you know, Center Grove was kind of like solid, okay, like not all that impressive. However, at the time that it matters most, they did look pretty good today, today being Saturday, and that might set them up to do really well next Saturday. So they are the one team that might challenge Carmel only because they have just incredible amounts of talent on that team. Uh, Zionsville is is good. Don't get me wrong, but I think you know Center Grove 
could really push the hounds a little bit. Uh, Noblesville, not their best day at the semi-state, but Noblesville has shown that they're a lot better throughout the year. So I think Noblesville will be closer and could compete for that second spot. But I think the hounds are right there. But, you know, we talked about this in the uh, in the preview podcast. I think Burbuff could uh, sneak in there as a podium uh, potential team. So Burbuff had two in the top 15 today yeah. over, overall yeah. from the whole state. Yeah, and then they looked really strong, and and so we'll we'll see. I don't know, but I, I think that uh, it's this. I think the waters are a little more murky, but I this is one day, one snapshot, and I think season long, uh, we can't get too caught up in it. So, what do you think? I don't think anything. Well, there's only a minute left, so it's. I don't throw it back to you. I tell the boys. You don't think, just run. I'll do the thinking. Oh. Well, I guess that's the opposite of what I mean to say. Uh, no, I'm excited. I'm excited for the for the meet next week. Oh. And um, don't you know? Free the free your, free yourself problem. free yourself from the shackles of worrying and just have fun for this week of the state meet. That's right. what I would say. It's great advice for anybody who's listening, right? Just go out there, do your best. That's all you can it's do. It's a foot race with a math problem at the end. Let's go. Let's see what we can do. Yeah. And all right. Anything else? We're in the last minute here. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Can't wait to see uh, what happens next Saturday. Uh, the weather looks like there could be some rain going in, but great. Every cross country. Race. Yeah, that's cross country. Everybody races in condition. So who? cares colin who cares we're gonna run this week yeah me and you will yeah. all right man go hounds go hounds see ya i love my guys i love my little dudes they my little guys i love them